Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? It's over. It's officially over. Dang it. All you got left is DFS in the postseason if you really want to try that. Give that a whirl. Yeah, you can be bold like me or be smart like you and not do it. Save your money. (laughs) Save my money for my many buy-ins. Exactly. Exactly. You got to get into a $1,000 buy-in league this year. Oh, well, you can do that one in your own time. $12,000 winner take all. That'd be you know, murder in that league. So friggin' heated, dude. People are so intense in those leagues too. I'd be sabotaging people. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Week 18 oh. is in the books, and now we are officially in the NFL postseason. Uh, if things happen in the postseason that are pretty uh pretty intense, you you get some breakouts happening. Cam Akers last year, right? J.K. Right, Dobbins right, had a little run at it too. Did uh, so. I, I think um, I believe Lenny playoff Lenny ended up being a top ten running back this year. Somewhere around that. Did yeah. I think I think he was honestly ten. So the, there's range. some guys that break out down the stretch that you want to keep an eye on. Um, True. As the games kind of play out, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll mention guys as they go off. Um, so keep you up to date with that but we are headed full-fledged into the offseason and we're going to bring you a lot of like i said this is this is almost like a recap month we're just going to go through absolutely everything and recap the 2021 season uh and give you all the information that you have well basically the whole offseason is us just recapping what happened last year and trying to figure out what the crap's going to happen next year (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty much all it is so anyway but we're going to give you a dry recap of this season talk about a lot of different uh information and stuff uh as we move into the coming weeks and months going into the new league year free agency the draft and all that fun stuff and then the long dredge of the summertime and never ending yeah i'm like in the midst of winter right now and i still would rather be in this than yep well i mean dead heat of the summer and it depends on I like well, the springtime. Well, I like 60-degree weather. See, I, I actually like the summer a lot. So, Yeah, try being fat. But when it comes to fantasy football. Try having a dad bod, bro. <laughs> bro, hit the gym. You got time. <laughs> you, got like, you got like five, six months. I got to go hit I gotta go hit home runs in my old man's softball. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, this week... In particular, let me pull up my little calendar. Uh, we have... See, I just keep saying these old man things. I'm getting sick of it. Oh, Last week, I freaking calendar. said my back hurt. Now I'm saying that I got a little... I got to go gotta go check my calendar. Hold on. Jeez. I'm screwed. Is this like a... Is this what they call a quarter-life crisis? Probably. You're probably in that right now. Anyway. So uh, I got uh we got this week the fantasy football award show. So today we got um I want I really want to take this off because I feel constricted. 
but I got a, I got my, you know, on-brand Adidas hoodie and a, and a nice suit jacket uh, in, in honor of the award show for the fantasy football season that we have. Uh, Rick is, is wearing, looks like he's going to a funeral for the bust of the year. <laughs> that's, that is exactly what I'm doing. I, I mean, we'll get to it, but that's exactly what it is pretty much. <laughs> Uh, the bust of the year took uh, Rick all the way to a championship and won it for him in 2018. Uh, so just keep that in mind. And then on Thursday, we have uh, some, some top five lessons learned from the 2021 season. That's going to be a good one. You got to stick around That'd for that one, one and, yeah. uh, and hear us out on things that we learned from this season. And then it only gets more interesting from there. So without further ado, you ready to jump into this thing, Rick? Let's do it. All right. Check our website, fanschampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, every, all of the social media platforms. Just check us out on there. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment any questions you might have about the regular season down below. We can try to answer them as best we can. I got that PFF premium membership over here. So if you want to know those PFF stats, I'm not trying to destroy the paywall over here. Right. But, but. I might be able to help <laughs> So anyway, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, so let's jump right in to the 2021 award show. Wish I had a drop for this. That's what I'm going to do this offseason. We're going to make some drops. Okay. Make some, some transition music. And by make, if any of you do audio. Thursday night football preview. Yeah, dude. <laughs> See? I like it. Maybe I'll just have you record it and we'll say it and it won't make any no, sense. I don't, I don't know if that would end well, but okay. <laughs> we just... <laughs> I could try. Like when I was a kid and made like YouTube to YouTube videos, <laughs> the intros. Yeah. And I had like a, I had like a little YouTube show with my brother when I was like freaking 13 years old. And, uh, oh, yeah. and we made our own like music transitions with our freaking prepubescent, uh, prepubescent voices. <laughs> it's probably lit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I've ever showed you this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, if you did that, actually. <laughs> I think, wait, I think I, maybe, a long time ago. Yeah, probably seen something of yeah. the sort at some point in your life. But something anyway. Like that, yeah. So we're going to jump into the award show, um, and we're going to go through, uh, the year, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what the list of awards are. So we got the QB right. of the year, the running QB back of the, of the year, running back of the year, wide receiver of the year, I wonder what the next one is. Tight end of the year. Oh, okay. Bust of the year. It's probably my favorite, yeah. the bust of the year. And then we're going to wrap it up with the fantasy MVP. So the guy that won everyone leagues and won you your league. Uh, yeah. If you won it, you probably had this fellow. So we'll go through that. Um, and then we'll jump into next week's show. So without further ado, let's get started on the award show. Let's do it. So... We'll start with the quarterback and then go as I listed them just a second ago. Um, and funny, funny thing, funny thing here. Guys don't usually repeat. Guys don't usually repeat year to year. No, they don't. The guy especially, on this, the guy who won quarterback of the year has now won quarterback of the year for the second straight year. Uh, and his name is Josh Allen. The beast. QB one on the season. Now he had 405 fantasy points last year. 
if my computer would load, I would be able to see his total from this year. Uh, in 18 bro. games, it was 417. But it, okay. if you consider it, the 16 game season was actually less uh, than he did the year before. It was 393.72. Wow. But still a good year. Still a QB1. Still the QB1. Um, so he had he had a really good year, and you can see, you know, I, I like as far as Josh Allen is concerned, I, I it's funny because I didn't feel that same like you know how when a quarterback has a QB one season like Lamar I think was QB one like three years ago yeah and you just felt this regression. I don't remember if I yes. ever talked about Josh Allen regression, but I never we felt did, we, that it was going to be a bad pick. Right, we I, we were on the same page, and we didn't think he'd be QB one again just because it. Doesn't happen. Um, doesn't happen. But we both weren't like he's not going to be a top three quarterback. I think we both had him like third, second or third. Yeah, so it wasn't like there. crazy. Because I remember when he was drafted in our home league, I was like, I ended up taking Kyler, but I, the guy I wanted was Josh Allen. He almost fell to me. It was what like one was pick, it? and I was like, it's like fifth round, first pick of the fifth round. Oof. See, now that's where last, I'm like, last pick of the fourth round. I'm like, hmm. It's early, it I, but if you, is it, it worth it? Now? And the only reason I took Kyler was because I thought he was going to be the QB one. Because yes, it's early to take a quarterback, especially mm-hmm. there. But if you're taking the QB one, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, I'm going to have to use Pro Football Reference on my iPhone because <laughs> is your computer crapping the bed. It is, it's it's crapping itself out. Um, but no, I I think it, it is interesting that he finished number one. Um, mm. I almost thought it was a surefire bet that Mahomes would finish one this year, um, but he started yeah. the year very, 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 very slowly. So still finished four though, and played one less game than everybody else. I know, which is ridiculous. Um, but In yeah, so Josh Allen had um another year, sixty three completion percentage. Uh, he threw thirty six touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. Uh, he had rushing. Did I say the passing yards? 4,407 passing yards. And then he had uh, 122 rushing attempts for 763 yards and six touchdowns. This is why Josh Allen is probably going to stay a top three quarterback every single year. Um, At least for the foreseeable future. At least for the foreseeable future. Now, I will say this about Josh Allen in fantasy. Uh, there is a slight concern for me, and I don't want to predict injury because he doesn't have an history in injury. But if you ever watch mm-hmm. a Buffalo Bills football game, he yeah, he's gonna get hurt. I agree with this. He's gonna get hurt, yep. and I don't know if I want to be the guy that finds. <laughs> it's like Lamar this year played pretty much injury free for like two seasons, three seasons, yep. and this year the running is starting to catch up with him. Missed a lot of time, and the Ravens ended up missing the playoffs because of it. So. Like the way that I look at this right now, for for Josh Allen, at some point there's gonna come an injury where he isn't gonna be able to play the way that he normally does. Now, I don't want to tell you not to draft a guy because there's gonna be an injury and you can't predict injuries. He could never get an injury for his whole career. And I think the amount that he rushes is not a bad amount. It doesn't really like 122 rushing attempts is not a massive load of rushing, which is gonna cause him to get hurt. It's just the way that he gets hit most of the time that <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, yeah. this kid's going to get yeah. smashed. So uh, anyway, if he stays healthy and everything stays the same, like he, he is a top 
he's a top five quarterback every single season for sure. But it's funny because I think I'm going to have the same approach this off season because we were our whole thing was like, oh, it's rare for a quarterback to finish number one back to back years. How rare is it to finish as QB one three straight years? Has it ever happened? Uh, probably, but I don't know if I have the history to go back. It might have been Rodgers. Yeah, I don't. It might have been, but even then, I don't think he did. I mean, we'd have someone. Someone must know somewhere, and we could do the research. But Nerds. Either way, Nerds on YouTube. Extremely, extremely rare. Leave it in the comments. Extremely rare. I don't think he's finishing QB one again next year. And uh, I think, um, as a little side note, honorable mentions here. If you took Justin Herbert. Pretty good pick. It was the QB two, and you probably took him in like the seventh round, mm-hmm. seventh eighth round. And then same with Tom Brady, who once again finishes in the top three, in fourth three touchdowns. How are you seeing eighteen weeks? My computer is not having it today. Yeah, I'm seeing eighteen. It does not just show up for you. I, I, it shows up on my other computer. This one is just like not letting me see anything. Rodgers, too, dude. Rodgers finishes the QB6. And I think we talked about him on a, there we go. a different show recently. Fixed it. There you go. Good job. Uh, he finishes the QB6 and really played 15 and a half games because he only played like half of week 18, and then he missed the game as well and still finishes the QB6. Wow. Hurts Kyler Murray all great seasons. I think I think Josh Allen. If I just... and, and it's funny too because I don't know if I want to do this yet, but okay. Um, Kyler missed two games, averaged twenty two points a game. Is he and is he a uh, a front runner for QB one next year? I might have been a year too early on Kyler. Unfortunately, now now they're good. <laughs> we'll see. Herbert well, too is like you said. He's he's fantastic. Problem with Herbert though is he does rush, but he won't rush as much as Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. Same way, and that puts him in the same categories like Burrow and mm-hmm. um, kind of Stafford and Brady. Those guys that are elite passers and put up big numbers, but don't have the rushing ceiling as a Josh Allen, as a Kyler Murray, even a Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts gets to start again next year, he's going to be a very good pick um, as well, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, um, in points per game, Josh Allen was about. This is through eighteen weeks, by the way. Um, yeah. Josh Allen was about. He was at twenty four point six fantasy points per game. Uh, the next closest guy was Herbert at twenty three point three points per game. So, um, obviously, Josh Allen QB one stays mm-hmm. in that position. If he does it again next year, uh, he might be one of the greatest fantasy quarterbacks ever. Uh, he, he- Instantly in the conversation. Yeah. Instantly. Three straight QB1 finishes. That's. Yeah. Somebody should a do run, a man. career, uh, a career fantasy point total. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I mean, Brady's probably number one. Uh, yeah. That fantastic. exists. <laughs> 107. <laughs> um, anyway. Mike Vick, I bet, is higher than people think. Yes. Uh, but Josh Allen, really good season. Um, For sure. Let's let's give it up for Josh Allen. I got a little applause sound effect. Oh, you do. Congratulations, <laughs> Josh. There you go, Josh Allen. It's a good year, buddy. Good year. It's a good year. I like the crowd noise. That's a nice touch. I can't even hear it, so I, I don't <laughs> I even know what's going on. Um, have you never been able to hear the uh, intro audio? 
No, I can. I just couldn't hear this one for some reason. Oh, yeah. I heard the, I heard the clapping in the beginning, and then you stopped talking, and I was like, "Oh, is it still going?" It's like a, <laughs> it was like a it was like a it was like crowd noise, like people clapped, and now they're walking around. Oh, oh okay. uh, but anyway, let's move on to the next guy, running back of the year, finished as running back one. Me and Rick, I think we both had some hesitation early in the yeah. uh, early in the season on. On this particular player, not early in the season. Well, yes, early in the season, but uh, later in the off season, right around July and August, based on the decisions this team made, we were kind of a little bit more concerned about whether he was going to be able to finish as high as he was getting drafted. And boy, oh boy, did he finish higher than he was supposed to, and and just kind of blow everyone out of the water. It's Jonathan Taylor. Yep, running back one. Kinda, he was a beast. Kind of absolute beast. Kind of silenced every hater. You could, yeah, you could possibly we were know. hesitant on him, but I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again. I think we were fair to be hesitant on him because those first three weeks of the season, they used him like we were kind of scared that they would use him, and then he kind of just forced his way to be used more by his playing ability, and eventually they gave him like thirty touches a game like they should. Uh, we definitely won't be hesitant on him next year, but. Like I said, the reasons we were was like Marlon Mack, the coaching staff, Neem Hines. Yeah. Is he the first overall pick? Is that what he said? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he is. I think in in drafts, it's going to be very close between Henry and Mm. Taylor. Um, I think it would be a mistake to take Derrick Henry. It really, I I agree. But I, I even though he, I mean, if you look at Derrick Henry's stats this year, 24 points per game in eight games. He was ridiculous. Coming off of an injury, and how old is he? 28 now? So you make compelling arguments, but I feel like by the time we get to to August... Oh, yeah, Derrick Henry will probably be number one. He'll he'll be... Number one or number two? No, one number one or number two. It's going to be a split between those two. I think McCaffrey has had so many injuries that he's probably going to be pushed he's going to down fall to the like top. three or four. He might fall at the top three or four, yeah. yeah. I think... I saw one where he was going like five or six. Yeah, so it's super it, early ones. We do a uh, a early round. I believe that's next week, but an early like first round mock draft where we just open up a, a sleeper mock draft and go through the first round and and try to project uh-huh. out what we might think is going to happen uh, over the course of the off season. So, um, we'll get to that when we get to that. But Jonathan Taylor, RB one on the season, averaged twenty points per game. So he was obviously not as dominant as Derrick Henry was in half PPR when he was playing, but he did lead the pack of players that played more than 14 games uh, on the year with 20 plus points per game. So um, he was fantastic this year, 353 fantasy points. Number two running back was Austin Eckler with 308. Um, So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good number right there. Pretty, some pretty good. uh, It was kind of close in PPR. I'm not going to lie. Say it again. Eckler was kind of close in PPR. He was like 30 points behind with a game less. So, I mean, probably yeah. wouldn't have got it, but no, he probably, a little he probably, closer. In half PPR, though, no, it was clearly Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor did have, he averaged 5.45 yards a carry, 18 touchdowns, 1,800 oh, rushing yards. And then he had um, 360 receiving yards and two touchdowns through the air as well. So 20 touchdowns, uh, over 2,000 total Yards from scrimmage. Um, just a ridiculous year for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, uh, I hope he stays healthy because he he is, to me at this point, if he continues to play like this, he is probably the best running back in the NFL. 
Yeah. Hope you got him in some dynasty leagues. I don't have him in a no, I dynasty do. league. Winky face. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> hey, we're in both. I think not every league, but two of the leagues that I'm in with you, I have them. Yes. The League of Ordinary yep. Gentlemen, 10 man band. Yep. Kind of in both those leagues. Yes, I know you do. Wish I could get them, <laughs> but it would take like an arm and a leg. You're not going to get them for me. You can get them in Champs League or something. I was going around trying to get. Was Do you, you have Jamar Chase in the league, right? In, in a single league, yes. Is it a league that I'm in? No. I was trying to get Jamar Chase. Yeah, good luck with that. You know an interesting <laughs> one? We're going to add right on the show. We didn't do this one last year, but I like it. I like okay. it. We're going to do oh, our own Rookie add... of the Year. Rookie of the Year? Okay, yeah. yeah you find one, Rick. All right. Okay, well, I I mean, we just said it shouldn't... Well, I guess it would be up for debate. Who's the Rookie of the Year? But Because there's a guy in Pittsburgh one. who's a running back who you could probably make argue. that argument probably the safer bet but i don't know because considering where you drafted them what do you, do you take that into effect because harris would be like early second round pick chase was probably like a fifth or sixth uh no don't take in the draft draft okay though. then it should be harris i'll leave it up it to you be. though i'll leave it up to you so okay. anyway i would say no jonathan taylor running back of the year congratulations jt play the effect welcome Welcome to the amazing players club. Yes. I'm kind of glad he's here because I I was kind of like, there's so many people that did not like Jonathan Taylor that were like, what the crap's going on? Which is dumb. He's going to be, he's going to be a top five running, but his era starts now. The McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara. I mean, they're still obviously up there, but they're kind of getting Derrick Henry. Like that three, four year window is getting pushed a little bit back, and now it's going to be the Jonathan Taylor um, group. And the interesting thing about JT too is um, he is very young. Yeah. So he's still got a lot of years to play. Like he's going to end up being one of a really great. If he plays like this for five, six years, he could end up one of the better running backs of all time. But yep, uh, we'll have to see where that goes. So anyway, wide quickly, wide receiver of the year. Uh, is Cooper Cup. Cooper uh, I, Cup. This is one that I feel like we didn't miss on. We didn't whiff on. We didn't tell you <sighs> that he was going to suck. Yeah. Uh, because we believed in the offense of... Got him in two leagues. You had you drafted him in one redraft league that you did. Yep. Got the championship. So, like, we did not believe in him. But I feel like we should have pushed him a little bit more. And I, yeah, I'm yeah, kind of curious yeah, as to regret. why... Say that again? It's a, it's a big regret, Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious as to why we didn't because we were all in on that Rams offense and all in on I think, that, that team um, like Cam Akers, I know. Stafford, I know. just how effective they were, we're going to be. We, we were both make... really high on Robert Woods too. I think that kind of affected it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I loved Cooper Cup. I took him in some leagues. I know you took him in a league. Um, I've always thought he was good. And then you add Matt Stafford, like he could be great. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe it was just, I think, too, the area he was getting drafted. We had our, you know, players that we had in mind that we really liked, you know. Um, DJ Moore, for example, who mm-hmm. started off great, but then when Sam Darnold went out, he ended up sideways. getting like, he, he ended up getting like seven points a week. And we kind of, you know, not being a bust, but not the player that we hoped he would be in the beginning of the season. Like players like that that we really wanted. And it kind of pushed yeah. Cooper Cup to the side, even though we did like Cooper Cup. And the year that he had, man, 
he's not going to repeat it, but probably the best wide receiver year in the last five, six years yeah. that we've seen. I will say, um, I will say too, the interesting thing looking at that is, is, you know, and we'll talk a lot more about lessons learned from the, the season on the Thursday show. But, um, you know, when you talk about trying to find league winners in leagues, I, I think there's, there's really like the Browns were an anomaly in this sense where when they got, you know, everyone thought when they got Odell, that Odell was just going to go off and, you know, obviously that never happened in Cleveland and their, their offense didn't go off and that just never uh, like started to accumulate. But you see in off seasons, the previous year, Stefan Diggs yes. moves from Minnesota yes. to yeah. Buffalo, better offense, better situation, uh, better quarterback. And, he blows up this year. You get Matt Stafford going to, to LA changes that situation and Cooper cup blows up. Yep. So I feel like what we need to be looking at is the changes for teams that we might not start to expect a player to go off for, but they make a ton of improvements in the off season and just become significantly better offensively. That's kind of where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe that's what you need to be looking at. But either way, listen to this, Rick, 18 games. Now I know it's 18 games, but even if you take okay. the last seven targets he had in the last game of the regular season away. Okay. Okay. Just give him a normal 17 week season. He had freaking 184 targets. 138 catches. Oh my gosh. 138 catches. And I'll go on the full season. 191 target share. 145 catches. 1,947 receiving yards. 16 receiving touchdowns. Ridiculous. 75% catch rate. Did he did he break the record for most receiving yards in a single season? I believe he broke. I don't know Calvin if he Johnson. broke the record. I think he barely missed it i believe i think he, needed he was like at least second yards. he was at least second yeah i think yep, he needed like he, 136 yards oh. and he only had 118 yeah he was he was uh quick math here 15 14 so he was 17 yards off oof. Of, um, oof yeah uh yeah no he was he was absurd statistically everything and we talked about like michael thomas two years ago and we talked about Devonte adams last year this year for a a wide receiver was just absolutely absurd because he had 367 fantasy points, averaging 21 points yeah. per game. I remember when we talked about Michael Thomas when he was wide receiver one and we thought 18 fantasy points a game was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yep. 21.6 points water. per game. That's Those are freaking running back quarterback That's, numbers. Yeah. That's like McCaffrey. I mean, he had more points per game than Jonathan Taylor. And that's in half PPR, by the way. Yeah. In full yep. uh, so I feel like and I, the, the funny thing is, is I don't know that anything's changing over there. No. Well, that's the thing is I don't think it is either. I, what I will say is like um, the touchdowns, you know, do you think he's getting 16 touchdowns again? No, but as I a don't PPR know. Wide receiver. There's a good shot. Um, just top three. I could see it. I could absolutely see him. In half top PPR? He, he kind of reminds me of, um, to a lesser degree, Stefan Diggs from this past season, mm-hmm. where um, Diggs, I think, was wide receiver three last year. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I remember you brought up the point where it's like the only way he would have a better year than he did the year before is Josh Allen would have to throw like 40 some touchdowns and that's probably not going to happen. So he's going to have some, some small regression, but he's still going to be really, really good. And that's exactly what happened. He finishes the wide receiver seven. Mm-hmm. So still a really good wide receiver one, probably even still worth like a late second round pick, but not the wide receiver three. I think that's probably what Cooper Cup's going to be. He's going to be really, really good. Probably the wide receiver three or four, but not going to be the wide receiver one. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, Cooper, but if you had him this year, man, <laughs> you won your leagues. Cooper cup. Ridiculous. Congratulations. Yep. Cooper cup. Congratulations. Speech speech. Cool. I, I just love the crowd noise. I know. No one's talking and just, <laughs> all right. Now, on to probably one of the more shocking dethronements. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, in fantasy football. Uh, Mark Andrews wins tight end of the year uh, as the tight end won in all of fantasy football. Um, he ends up outscoring. He ends up outscoring Travis Kelsey by 47 fantasy points. Uh, he had one fantasy point more on average per game than Travis Kelsey. Kelsey did only have uh, 15 games played. I don't believe he played weeks. Which weeks did he not play? Uh, he missed one week because of COVID. Okay. And then I don't know if he played the last week. Of the season. Yeah. But so Kelsey, Kelsey did miss some time. Ends with 205 fantasy points. But Mark Andrews ends up the, the, the tight end one overall. Something that I don't think any of us expected. And one of the things that I, I've been meaning to check out, and I'm going to do a live on show because okay. I need to know where things changed. I know in, in previous years, it was yeah. it was snap percentage. Like Mark Andrews was in the game and they put him in the game on passing downs, but they didn't get him out there all the time because they were trying to keep him healthy. I know he had injury stuff going on. Uh, in the past, in his career, I can tell you what he's just looking years. at his numbers. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah. So then you look at so in, in 2020, he had uh, two ga- three games over, I believe, 75 percent or more snap percentage. Just three games. Okay. Uh, this year, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games over seventy-five percent snap percentage. So they, they use them like a real tight end. This <laughs> is what Mark Andrews can be. Yep. In that offense for the Baltimore Ravens, when you put him on the field, I'm not sure what stopped them from doing it, but this year they did it. Um, from week three on, he got seven or more targets in every single game. And I was going to say it, it wasn't. I remember the first few games of the season, he didn't do that great. But then at some point early in the season, they really started to target him. And um, I will say, too, I think after week 10, he averaged 16 fantasy points per game in half PPR. And I think that was also when they kind of stopped using a Hollywood Brown as much. Um, they still used him a lot and was still getting targeted, but it felt like they kind of shifted. Andrews being the top target on the team versus Hollywood Brown. And yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with the quarterback situation or they just felt like mm-hmm. Andrews was getting open or he was hot, whatever it right. ended up being. No, I mean, it could be, 
It could have been any one of those things, um, but I do think, I think the biggest thing for me with Mark Andrews was just getting him on the field a lot more. Yes, and and I think part part of, maybe he made some improvements in his blocking ability and stuff like that. Uh, because part of the problem was, you know, you put him out there and Lamar is Lamar is Lamar. He, you know, he scrambles, he gets out of the pocket. He tries to make plays with his feet, even on pass plays. You know, it's not always, de- excuse me. It's not always designed runs and stuff like that for him. And when that's the case, you need, you need a good blocking tight end to get out there on release plays and, you know, fade routes and different stuff like that to open things up for, for Lamar. If he's going to try to run, you want that big behemoth tight end who can block, down the field uh, so he, you know, Lamar can get open uh, and make a play. And I don't know that Mark Andrews was doing that before, and I think that's something that maybe he made an improvement in this year that they had enough faith in him to say, hey, you know, get out there, try to try to make, you know, do your thing blocking, and, and he earned more playing time, and that is very good for fantasy because it's 147 yeah. fantasy books. Now, I'm curious, previous year, 2020, in a 17, uh, 16 game regular season, Travis Kelsey had 260 fantasy points. I do want to note to the Jeez. fantasy community uh-huh. that last year was a was an anomaly at the tight end position. It was a really good year for tight ends. And this year was not a really good year for tight ends. It was a bad year for tight ends. Um this the the I think the third tight end last year had two hundred plus fantasy points. This year, the third tight end, George Kittle, had 162. Um, yeah, so very bad year for the tight end position, but Mark Andrews would have been top three last year either way. Yes. Yeah. He would have, he would have been, um, he would have been second last year, second or third. And I, yeah, he would have been second. So I've really tried not to rant about Travis Kelsey, the tight end two <laughs> with 205 fantasy. Points. I know you love it. Uh, whew, man, all those people who said to draft him in the first round. Maybe don't draft a tight end in the first round, guys. Yeah, that would probably be smart. Advice. Still a better pick than a guy we're, we're going to talk about probably uh, next. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll keep talking about good things. Though. The show's getting kind of long. This one always yeah. is long. It's always long. It's, yeah. um, I will say quickly, will Andrews repeat next year? No. Agreed. I think I, they I think had for the ball more this year. I do think Kelsey's done. I'm trying to trade him in the one dynasty league. I have him in desperately for Kyle Pitts. Not seeming he's to gonna, work out right he's now. He's very, but, very good. Um, but the times are coming. He's 32 years old. 32. He's 32 years old. He gets That's battered. He gets absolutely destroyed. He does. Yep. Um, I don't think there's much time left for him. You're starting. He's to still going to be probably a top five tight end next year, and then it's going to hit an absolute floor. Yep. So at some um, point. Yeah, and I don't want to be the guy drafting him when that's, that happens. Now, right. I'm not even like excited about Mark Andrews next year either. Like my biggest problem about Andrews is just the Ravens threw the ball so much this year without J.K. Dobbins, without Gus Edwards, with Lamar Jackson out for a big part of the season. Right. Yes, they might be more efficient throwing the ball. So he had nine touchdowns on 154 targets, and then a couple years ago he had 10 touchdowns on 98 targets. So he might be a little more efficient. Maybe he gets a touchdown or two more than you'd expect, but I don't think he's going to get that target share just because they're going to run the ball more next year. I agree. Um, all right. So let's move. Let's move along. Oh, actually, you know what? Sorry, Mark. Okay. 
Oh yeah, gotta give him an applause for the tight end one, kind of out of nowhere. Say that one more time. I said for like the tight end one out of nowhere. Yeah, for the tight end one out of nowhere. Um, let's talk about one final award, uh, and it's a new one: rookie rookie of the year. Uh, usually, the year. This is the year. Um, it's not a quarterback. This is fantasy football. No. Um, and my God, Rick, I didn't uh, just until like five minutes ago. I did not realize how freaking close these two guys are. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Maybe we should do a live vote on who should win rookie of the year because it's close. Uh, I, I so just looked at we have, the stats. We have Najah Harris again. Okay. Who had 263.7 fantasy points through 18 weeks and half PPR, uh, 15.5 points per game. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase, top five at the wide receiver position, 264.1 points per game, 17 games, 15.5 fantasy points I per think, game. I think the rookie of the year, as much as Najee Harris had a fantastic year, I think I got to give it to Chase. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna switch okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna switch it because you're right. Funny because that is one guy that um did not. Expect. You were very against. You know what? He, he, I, I feel like I feel like to be fair, and, and I don't like okay. taking weeks out. I really don't like it because I feel like every week counts. Every week matters. But yes. like last year when Alvin Kamara had like that 60 point week or 55 point week in the last week of the postseason, like I was like, eh. Yeah, Chase did have that. Chase had a 50-point week, and if we go back to week 16, so week 1 through 16 and take the last two weeks out, uh, Jamar Chase is still top six, so that's good. Um, Nothing changed. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as good, but he's – it's still – it's still elite. Yeah, I mean, he's ridiculous. I can't (laughs) – I love Jamar Chase. I I will go out on a limb and say like Cooper Cup's good, and I think a lot of people are gonna say he's the best like wide receiver in the NFL, and you know all the power to him for the stats that he got and stuff like that. I really don't think that Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the NFL for a numerous amount of reasons. Um, he just gets targeted a lot, and I think if if he was on a team that didn't target him 190, he's always times, been an underrated wide receiver. He's though, always been say. an underrated wide receiver. He had a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. He got it done this year. I don't think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL, talent wise, skill set wise. Just, I think he's a good wide. I think he's a really, really great wide receiver, top five definitely. But as far as just, there's so many other receivers in the NFL that are way above his pay grade in terms of talent. Sure. So it's like, sure. anyway. Um, the things that Cup does, though, I mean, not to get stuck on Cooper Cup, but, like, I don't think he drops a pass ever. No, no. it's, 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 it's He's a great His route running is extremely good, yeah. too. But uh, but I will say, uh, Jamar Chase, the rookie <laughs> of the year, for hmm. us, not for real life. Um, well, maybe. I think, he, I think right now he's top three. And if he does anything like this next year, he might be number one. He might be the best receiver in football. Like I, he's so you're the watch a football game to understand Jamar Chase. Like, I know he's very the only good. the only thing that puts me that kind of makes me hesitate about that is he still drops so many passes that rook. I know he's a rook, but 
you have to fix that if you want to be considered you think not you for fantasy. Be- fantasy really doesn't matter. If you get targeted 160 times and you drop 10 passes, it doesn't matter. But it if we're just matter. talking about like the best receiver in the Deontay game. Deontay Johnson. Like in their primes, Julio Jones and Antonio Brown would not drop passes. It was rare. Yeah. No. Right. Those kind of guys. Chase and, ain't and even we're talking about him. That's the whole thing. Right. True. Well, that's true. But if we're talking about putting him in, in that discussion already, mm-hmm. I want to see him not drop so many passes first. Fair but, enough. Uh, he has all the tools. Is he better than he Justin has Jefferson? All the tools. In terms of talent, yes. Okay. Um, and I, you know how much I love Justin Jefferson. I, I by my most that. owned player. Tamar Chase invented Justin Jefferson's dance. So he did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, I would say, I mean, next year we drafting wide receivers. Is where's Chase? Because off uh, the top, of your top head. two rounds, definitely top five at the wide receiver position. Agreed. One hundred percent. I think early second is probably where he'd end up. I do yeah. think Cooper Cup's going in the first round. I think Adams will sneak into the first round, depending on how that whole offseason situation shakes out. True. Um, yeah, Cup will go ahead of him for sure. Do you think Debo goes ahead of him? I do not think Debo is going to go ahead of him. I think Debo will slip to the end of the second round. I, that's fair. I agree. Well, Jefferson, that's a toss up. Uh, Jefferson will end up in the same spot he was last year. Yeah. Okay. Either that or mid mid second round. Yeah. Uh, I think Chase is probably going to be like we forget about Tyreek Hill. I no. like he was very good this year. Ended up as the wide receiver six overall. Uh, played one I think less a ch- game than say it again. Played one less game than Chase and uh, Jefferson as well. Yeah, so I I do think that there's a good chance that Tyreek Hill does end up getting drafted early second as well, just because he's yep. a wide receiver in the Chiefs' offense. But either way, in the discussion for top five, yeah, um, wide receiver. So yeah, I, but like what Jamar Chase did this year was was remarkable for a rookie. Unbelievable. And um, I thought Justin Jefferson was really good. What you got out of like these LSU wide receivers are just on another level. But see, see, it's funny because you're smart enough to not do this, right? But there's going to be people that have been like rookies are not good, all this stuff. And then the last two years happens, Justin Jefferson, and, and then it gets blown up the water this year with Najee Harris. This Chase year is going to be brutal. I'm telling you, people. Waddle. And this year, there's going to be rookies that land in decent spots, and people are going to draft them in redraft in like the fifth and sixth round because we've seen what they have been able to do, mm-hmm. and they're going to disappoint. The rookies this year are going to disappoint. I agree. Um, there sure. might be one running back that has a you know Josh Jacobs type rookie season, but that's about it. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I I think the running back position is far easier to have success with. True, uh, it's a it's a little different, but the wide receiver position. Yeah, that's why it's usually a shoo-in for rookie of the year. Chris Olave. Say it again. People are gonna take Chris Olave in like the fifth round. Oh my god, I know. Ohio State wide receiver. I know somebody. I know somebody who will take. Uh, I don't even know if he's declared for the NFL draft. I don't even know if he can declare for the NFL draft. Uh, but uh, the guy out of Purdue. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, he's gonna get so those Purdue wide receivers. Fourth round pick. Yeah, easy money. Fourth round pick. Um, anyway, round of applause for Jamar Chase's amazing rookie season. Honorable mentions, by the way. Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, and we say his name wrong all the time, and I just realized that, but Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Bro, bro, that guy. I don't even know what to do with him. I do you know he ended up uh I don't know 
<laughs> Amonra St. Brown ended ahead of uh, I want T. Higgins. I don't, I don't have him in any league, so I want him. You want him? I do. I told you that. I sent you a text. I was like, Oh, you did? Yeah. You can have him. I said, What do you want from Amonra? In what league? 10 minute band. <laughs> okay, we'll talk. I okay. actually want to do him. I just don't want to I'm like not selling. I, like I'm not like oh my god. Right, I, gotta get I understand. Rid of this guy. I understand. And I'm in the same boat as you. I just don't have him in any leagues. But like, he's on the Lions, and he's a fourth round pick. And yes, he had a lot of catches. But playing with a Jared, like he fits that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like let's say they get a new quarterback who just slings it. That's going to be horrible for Mono. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. It's going to depend on situation but i think he's proved enough this year that at worst he's still gonna be like you know a jarvis lander type player yeah yeah that's fair um i just don't know yet i gotta go through the offseason figure it out because he was ridiculous down the he was ridiculous but it's circumstances too is the only thing that's pushing me away but he was good he was very very good i feel like that was a good way to wrap up the the rookie uh, the great rookie season that we for sure had this year, lots of great of rookies, rookies that we hadn't even talked about. Yeah. Uh, that if they did what they did in other years, we'd be talking about, you know, Elijah Moore, yep. um, Devontae Smith even had a remember good when, rookie remember when season. Remember ended up like wide receiver 17 and everyone was just sweating. Yep. Yep. Um, that um, is what we normally get. And the last couple of years, it's just been. Like that's what Amonra is. Like if Amonra did this in right. a normal, we didn't even talk year, about Javante Williams. I know Javante had a good um, year too, but either way, we get the whole offseason. Elijah Mitchell, yeah, tons of rookies. Tons Let's of talk about quickly the bust of the year. Um, okay, and Rick Rick wore black for this one. <laughs> a nice navy. This thing doesn't even fit me anymore. I gained twenty pounds over the holidays. This is it's that, or I'm wearing a hoodie. That could be it. Very thick Ask me. in my negative 14 oh, degree weather. It's probably smart then. It's probably smart. Anyway. Um, do you want to take this one, Rick? Sure. In an Bust of the year. The guy who I defended in the offseason, probably my biggest miss of the year, said I would take him fourth overall. I remember I tweeted that. Because um, he's my guy. He won me championships multiple championships um you know i believed in him when not everybody else did i'd say Juan barkley running back of the new york giants who in most drafts was a mid to late first round pick um and you're like well you know he wasn't that bad was he uh he wasn't good by any means he finished as the rb30 on the season and you're probably mm-hmm. thinking to yourself well he probably missed a lot of games he missed three games oh. okay so he still played 14 Maybe games. i thought he missed more than that he only Barkley. missed three games oh i have a comp for this i legit have a comp for this on the season he had less points per game than michael carter tony pollard daryl henderson chase edmonds Less points per game than oh I'm looking at PPR, so this is a little different, but less yeah. points per game than JD McKissick. In half PPR, he was actually worse. He finished his RB32. 
um, at 9.2 points per game. Which was less than Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny almost had more points per game, and he only played 10 games. Or more total points. And he only played 10 games. This really feels like a funeral. And you want... Okay, I'm going to give you this, Rick. You want your eyes to start burning? No. Go look up Alvin Kamara. Missed four games. Finishes the RB8. Saquon yeah. missed three games and finishes the what in half PPR? Are we 32? 32. That's all you need to know. So sad. Now, now am I, I going to learn from my mistakes? Okay. No. No. You're going to draft Saquon Barkley sixth <laughs> overall next year? No, no, no. no. The reason why is because he's going to go in like the oh, sixth round. Oh, at this round. point? Yeah, he's dropping into the fourth or fifth round, and this might be like... Yeah, I remember, I remember when um, it was like... I think it was the 2017 season. I can't remember. I remember I went on this big run in one of my fantasy leagues and like won the first eight games of the season. And I like had a really good year and it was the year Zeke was going to get suspended. Um, and oh, he ended yeah. up appealing and played the first eight weeks of the season, then lost the appeal at the end. But he was going in the third, fourth round in leagues because no one wanted to take a risk on a guy that might be suspended for six games. Um, yeah. So I took the risk on that one player. And I feel like Barkley could do something similar to that where a lot of people are like, mm, I don't really like this guy. But things have to change in New York. Things have to change in New York. They need better offensive line pieces. They need a new quarterback. They need that offensive Definitely coordinator need a new quarterback gone. And coach. They need that new head coach gone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, new head coach. I'll say that because he is new. They need him gone. Joe Judge. Joe Judge needs to be out. So if that, and I, I think they haven't fired him yet because I think they want to bring in a new GM because they just fired Joe Mara or John Mara. Can't remember his name. Dave, I thought it was Dave Gettleman. No. Is it Dave Gettleman? I thought Dave Gettleman was the Giants GM. I thought he. What the frick? He retired. He retired. He did. Okay, so he's he's out. He's I think they're. Away. Joe Mara or John Mara, what the frick his name is, is the owner, right? I think so. So they they have to figure out who the uh, GM is going to be, and I think when they determine that, then they'll start making the decision on head coach and whether or not they should fire or keep Joe Judge. I think it would be a smart, smart move for them to go out and get – because he probably won't get hired at this point from the the noise I've been hearing around certain players – I mean certain coaches – but uh, the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs, he needs to be considered for that job. Oh, Eric. Ben- oh, yeah. Eric Benemy. But um, I will say Barkley is, like Rick said, he's a shadow of himself. I think he has taken a step back. I still think he's got the still Barkley good traits. Still has something in the tank. He's still got yeah. a Be- you know, Better than what he's tank. shown, at least. He's not – two or three years ago, he was in his second – when he was at the point where Jonathan Taylor was at, I would argue that he was the best running back talent-wise in the league. I don't think he's that anymore. He's definitely has taken a step down. But I think he still has enough, when he's on the field, has enough left in the tank that if he was in a good offense, he would be um, a very productive running back. Kind of like what Zeke is at this point in his career, to be honest. Like If, Zeke, if, if you put Zeke on the, on, the, mm. on the Giants at this point in his career, do you think he does much? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. It's kind I, of where I, I think I need to assess Barkley's situation as the offseason goes along 
Yep. It's um, definitely going to also, yeah. they do fire their head coach. I think because they also fired their offensive coordinator and yeah, they're restarting completely. They got to get rid of Daniel Jones too. Unfortunately, he never really got a fair shot, but they got to, they got to get a the quarterback there too. They got to yeah. just completely restart. They got to restart and, and it's going to be tough, but Bar, I think honestly it would benefit them to trade Barkley. I don't, I don't see any need in keeping Saquon. The problem is, <laughs> what are they going to get for him? Nothing, and it would have been a waste of a top three, you know, top four draft. But that's what you do when you rebuild. You screwed up. You didn't get the quarterback. You didn't get a good coach. You, you have to restart. That's this what it is. Your best yeah. asset is is Saquon Barkley. You got to trade him. You got a wasted dead cap space in Kenny Galladay now. Like it's it's yeah. a bad situation it's in New York. Bad. They got they got to figure this stuff bad. out. Um, but yeah, no, uh, bust of the year. So I don't have a sound effect for that, but <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow, that was loud. But that's what he gets. Yep. No claps, just crickets. He's a bum. He's a bum in short order. Um, and then quickly, the last player that we'll talk about, um, and we don't need to talk about him because we already did. It is our MVP. Who, we got a new drum roll. Fantasy MVP. I don't have a drum roll, but you hear a drum roll in your head. Our fantasy MVP, the one who won you leagues, the one who took over basically everything, is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Congratulations, one, Cooper I Cup. Think. Won the leagues, dude. He won, he won the leagues, absolutely. Uh, we both lost championships, though, with him. What the, f- what the frick is up with that? <laughs> That kind of pisses me off too. I I should not have lost in the fantasy champs league with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Nick Chubb. It's because DeAndre Swift got like four points. I had Tom Brady top three quarterback. Yeah, that's so, what it is. Oh well, we'll is what it is. Uh, but Cooper Cup wins fantasy MVP this year. So recap: QB of the year, Josh Allen. Running back of the year, Jonathan Taylor. Wide receiver of the year, Cooper Cup. Tight end of the year, Mark Andrews. Rookie of the year. Jamar Chase, bust of the year, Saquon Barkley, and then fantasy MVP, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. 2021 Fantasy Football Award Show is in the books. It's long. I know. I know. Longest show we've had in a long time. But it's fun. So congratulations fun. to those guys. Congratulations to you. Won your fantasy championship. We'll talk to you Thursday, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.